Welcome to the Heart Vision Podcast. This is your host, Tristan Montoya, and this is episode five. Today's topic is, what is your contribution to the whole? And this idea really got me thinking. I'm a life coach, and uh, on the previous episode, I spoke with a fellow life coach and friend, uh, my good friend Celeste. And, you know, one of the things we've spoken about in past episodes is uh our very profession, uh, life coaching. And we decided, we came to this conclusion that one day, we don't know how far ahead in our future this could take place, but one day we'll make ourselves obsolete. We won't need life coaches. We won't need to coach one another. We will all be evolved. We will evolve to a point where we don't need to coach one another. We merely need to show up as who we are and do what we're best at and do what we're guided to to do in the world. And that looks like contribution. And if you really look at it, everyone is out there looking for some kind of purpose. And it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny if you really think about it. Everyone's looking outside of themselves for something that will satisfy them, fulfill them, sustain them, please them. And they're going about it all wrong because they're not looking for how they can make uh, a contribution in the world. Maybe they're just, you know, we have to be clear about this. The the distinction I want to make here is very simple. We have an egoic agenda and that egoic agenda wants to look good. It wants to please others. It wants to be good enough. It wants to prove that, uh, that it's not bad, that it's not a failure. So that, that identity that we all have, um, it spends a lot of energy basically trying to prove what it's not and prove that it, that it is something so that it can establish its identity and secure its identity and maintain its identity and maintain itself a sense of self. So in this self-conscious awareness, we can be motivated uh, by all the wrong reasons. And we can go out there in the world contributing um, something. We can be doing something that may even look good. It may even sound good. You may It may sound like you're making a big difference because you're 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 feeding kids or you're you know you're you're doing all you're building houses and that that's great we need houses and we need we need people to to uh, be fed that that's noble work but some people do that um, simply out of guilt you know maybe they were raised wealthy or they were well raised advantaged and they think well if I just help the underprivileged and the disadvantaged then I'll feel better about myself and at the end of the day um, I wonder I really wonder if those people are truly fulfilled. I believe, and I've seen this in, in my own life, I've seen people who contribute in this way, and it's kind of a martyr mentality. And I really want to call that into awareness. If you're not aware of the martyr complex, uh, it's when someone you know inherently feels guilty or bad or ashamed of, of all they have. Um, I'll give you a little, a little uh, story on this. I won't mention the person's name, but I was at a, uh, when I was going through my coaching training with the Ford Institute, I was at a uh, workshop and I remember that there was a, there was a woman in the crowd and, you know, we were all dealing with our shadow stuff. And I remember, um, you know, people had all kinds of issues, relationship problems, daddy issues, mommy issues, uh, issues with other members of their family. And, you know, everyone was working through some level of, of, grief or despair or some shadow quality that that was causing them conflict. And I remember this one woman, she really didn't have such a hard life. I mean, everything seemed to be going pretty well. And her biggest issue was that she had been given a whole bunch of money. She had inherited a family uh, inheritance. And this was her biggest uh, ordeal. And I, I was actually quite surprised that it had caused her so much grief because 
her inheriting that money caused her to feel unworthy. It brought up all her shadows of worthiness and deservedness. And do I, do I deserve this? Can I have this? Why, why me? Why, why is everyone else uh, underprivileged when I have so much? And so that's what she was in that workshop for. And I found that so interesting and I never forgot that. So, you know, what we're here to do is I, I believe, you know, I, I, I found out um, later in life, you know, I was, I was uh, already probably in my late 20s when I found out um, that my grandfather, who's now deceased, had accumulated many millions. And I really thought that when he passed away, that his grandkids would be written into the will and that we'd all inherit uh, a small fortune. And he certainly had enough to go around. And when the will was written, I, I don't... Um, I don't believe that the grandchildren were, were considered, and that was that was intentional on my grandfather's part. I was pretty upset about that for a while because at the time I was really struggling, and I could have used that money, and I had big dreams, and I thought if I only had the financing, I could go out and do what I want in the world. But that money, I realize now, wouldn't have helped me. It actually would have impeded me. It actually would have taken away my drive and it would have, maybe it would have financed a project or two and, and maybe I would have helped some people, but ultimately I wouldn't have learned how to be self-made. My grandfather was a self-made man. He was a poor farmer. Um, he was, you know, had a Lutheran, a German Lutheran work ethic that allowed him to, you know, really learn what, what hard work and discipline was all about. Um, he built relationships, he bought land, he tended to cattle, he raised corn. And one day he, you know, made a land deal and, and, and made a lot of money off that. Um, when the town that he lived in started uh, becoming very attractive to city dwellers who wanted to um, have a little bit more land, a little more space and live a little farther away from the city. So he made his fortune off land. And, uh, and, and had I just inherited some of that money without learning the principles of manifestation and creation, uh, I don't think I would have been well off at this point. I would have probably ended up in a seminar like that person I spoke of um, with some kind of issue around deservedness. And why did I get this? And why was it so easy for me? So I had to struggle a little bit and I had to go through uh, my own experience of poverty and lack. And, and I really had to come to terms with my um, belief system. And, and, and I had to learn how my beliefs were creating my reality. So what really got me to shift, I mean, obviously, I did take some coaching uh, training, and that was a whole year of my life. And I invested my own money, and I, it cost me well over $10,000. Uh, and it was probably harder than four years in college. But it was it was also a very rewarding program. And I transformed uh, rapidly and radically. And that was one of the best decisions I made. So now that I'm, you know, that was many years ago. And now that I've been a, a practicing coach for years, um, I'm in, you know, it, it's interesting because in the past few weeks, now that I'm living down in Guatemala, I'm, I'm living in this, in this beautiful spiritual enclave, um, right at Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. It's just gorgeous down here. And we live in a place where it's just really it's it's a it's a creatively dynamic place. There's a lot of dynamic people doing amazing things down here, making huge contributions and offering all kinds of retreats and workshops and classes and teachings that are really advancing humanity. So when this many minds um, get together with their creative energy and their ideas, amazing things can happen. So I've been contemplating. You know, there's there's it's interesting because I was um, I was studying under two mentors. Um, from the LA area. Actually, they live in Santa Barbara. 
but um, they started the Flow Consciousness Institute. Their names are Jackie uh, Nectel and Justin Fairman. And I want to give them a shout out because, you know, part of their work is um, identifying the flow principles. And they, you know, one of the, one of the, um, one of the, the number one, the, the number one flow principle is follow your highest excitement at all times. Now, if you live by that flow principle and just that one, you can honestly align with um, some really magical things. And it's, you start to, like, if you live with intuition, you, there's a premise I use in my coaching work, and that is magic is learning to live by intuition. So if you learn to live by your intuition and listen to all the directives that your intuition is offering you, then what starts to happen is you start to align with a really magical way of living. And synchronicity abounds. It's everywhere. In the conversations you have, in the people you meet, in the places you go, in the you know, you start to see a, a chain reaction of events that are happening and they're unfolding. That's the best word I can use. It's unfolding so that you can begin to experience life as magic. And when you take this path of following your highest excitement, you start to realize that life is unfolding so that you can unfold, so that you can express what's inside of you. Now, you can have this agenda to make a difference in the world, and that can be driven by an ego. I mean, an ego that wants to look good, like I mentioned. But you can also make a real contribution to this world, to the whole, right? By becoming a part of the whole, by by considering yourself as a part of the whole by considering that you're a part of nature we're living here in this in this in this grand world called earth you know and it's a natural world and we are part of that natural world and we all we have to do is come back to our own true nature now your true nature wants to offer something it wants to express itself it wants to be birthed into the world through this creative channel and whatever that takes, whatever that looks like, it's going to be different for each one of us. But what we're doing right now, wherever you are in your life, I guarantee that you've explored your interests in some way, shape or form. You've taken classes, you've gone to school, um, you've, you've taken up a few hobbies, you've read some books, you've watched some movies, um, you've done a little bit of research and, you know, you just have probably some general curiosity about a lot of things. And, and you've developed some skills, and that's great because what's going to happen is that you're going to find that as you explore how to make um, this contribution to the whole, it's going to come through your natural channels. It's going to come through those those ways that you've been developing yourself. And this is a beautiful thing um, because you may not think that these things are even connected, but Steve Jobs famously said that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backward. So. If you're, you know, I've, I've, I've talked in past podcasts how I just uh, turned 40 and I'm able to look back on, you know, my last two decades, let's say, because uh, those are the most significant in my mind. That's when, you know, I really started experimenting with life. I went out on my own um, at 18, 19. I was moved out of the house. I went traveling to Mexico and didn't stop traveling, lived in eight, nine countries by now. And you know, that I just let, allowed life to unfold because I really just chose to follow my highest excitement and do what uh, interested me. And those those uh, career choices or um, travel opportunities or, you know, hobbies or, or things that I pursued, they didn't seem to be connected when I chose them. But now that I look back, I see that all of my skills 
actually just pulled together in some kind of coherent way. And it's all serving me to, to unfold now. So the rational part of me lately, um, if I were to last week, uh, actually two weeks ago, um, when I was celebrating my birthday, um, I realized that the most exciting thing for me, right? If I'm following my highest excitement, the most exciting thing for me, the, the week of my birthday was actually to plan a birthday party. And I have a, a two level house. It's not huge, but I have a garden and, you know, I could have fit up to 25 people or so in my house and, and outside in the garden area. And that was the original plan. But what happened was, um, a friend walked by as we were planning. I, I partnered with a, another friend, a girl who was uh, having a birthday after the day after me. And we started planning this, this gathering. And first it was just going to be a few people, maybe a little music, maybe a dinner party. And it was going to be at my house. And I had another friend who walked by as we were planning the party. And he said, oh, no, you guys are going to grow out of this house. It's not big enough. You can't play music uh, past 1030. Uh, you'll bother the neighbors. The police will come. And so... He said, why don't you come up and look at my house? And so he showed us his house at the top of the hill. And it's just a beautiful, on the, on the top of this beautiful hill overlooking the lake, full view of the moon. It was a full moon that night. We had the party and, you know, we had a full view of the, of the moon. And we just had this, this amazing playground to enjoy for our party. Um, outdoor spaces and indoor spaces and just um, amazing big bathtub and I mean the, the place was just decked out and we we really decorated it well and we had a DJ and we brought instruments and we played music around the fire until the wee hours and it was just a magical magical experience and I look back on that now um, that was just a few weeks ago but I realize now that that was leading up to something that was leading up to a desire of mine to produce these highly conscious events using all of my training and all of my background and all of my spiritual practices and, and all the spiritual technology that I've learned uh, for dismantling the, the, the ego to shedding old limiting beliefs to working through emotions to um, you know, what we, what we call like being a psychonaut, you know, exploring consciousness through the use of psychedelics, um, everything from, from dance and, and movement, ecstatic dance and movement to, um, you know, conscious, uh, free flow, freestyle rapping. And I mean, it's just like everything culminated in this conscious event that we recently held after my birthday party at the same property that we used for the birthday party. So, so what eventually happened was I found a way to make a big contribution to the world. And I did it through, through, through these means that were exciting to me, right? Um, it's interesting because I've always used this uh, phrase from Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And he says, the means and the end are the same. So it comes from that expression, the, um, there's a, there's a mean, it's a means to an end. And a lot of people will, will tell you that, that it's a means to an end. I'm, I'm working this crap job uh, because it pays me really well. And I'll save enough so that I can maybe... Um, buy that boat or take that vacation or buy that car or have some time off. So people justify doing a thing they don't like in order to get something that they do like. And it's funny because when we had this highly conscious gathering, the second one, um, and I'll tell you a little bit about, about more of that too, that that's kind of, it was a very mystical experience and I, I don't want to give away too much because, um, 
you know, that was a very private event and it was a very sacred experience. Um, but one of the, uh, one of the women that I asked to join us, she's a, she's a musician, she's a movement dancer. Um, she works with uh, shamanic rattles and, and channels, um, these transmissions from higher realms. And she's just an amazing being. And she also has, uh, has these um, inspired artwork that she, that she put all around the house. So she had these, uh, these, these, um, prints that she had done these paintings and they she put them all around the house and and that kind of decorated some spaces with her own artwork and one of them says uh, joy will bring you joy and i love that because it illustrates what uh, eckhart tolle is talking about that the end and the means are the same if you do what's joyful it'll produce more joy so joy will bring you joy and and you know the opposite is true as well. I mean, struggle will bring you struggle. So what we want to do is follow our highest excitement. We want, we know that joy will bring us more joy. So we must do what is joyful. And, you know, it's, I'm down here in San Marcos. I make a living as an entrepreneur, as a coach, and it would be completely rational and reasonable for me to spend most of my time marketing my services and trying to get clients and interviewing people all day and trying to get people into my coaching program. But it occurred to me lately that that's not my highest excitement. It's not my highest excitement to constantly be interviewing people, trying to find the right people to um, create this coaching practice. And because really what I want to do, I'm a dynamic dude. I, um, I, I love all kinds of things from travel and languages to entertainment and, and, um, and dance to conscious festivals to, you know, music, house music, and, um, all kinds of cool things. I'm, I'm into transformation and healing. I'm into all kinds of, um, high level spiritual practices and I'm always studying and reading. And so like, I'm I'm into evolution. I'm I realize that I want my biggest contribution to the whole is really activation. It's like it's activating myself fully. It's becoming a fully actualized being and finding my own self-expression and then and then really bringing that out into the world and and giving people the same opportunity. And I realized that through this uh through I've always been, you know, I I used to be a club promoter. I've talked a little bit about that in past events. Um, you know, I was, a, I was a very uh, skilled bartender, I guess now we're, you know, we use the term mixologist and I was an artist behind the bar. I was really crafting um, high level cocktails and, um, everything I do, you know, when I work with my hands, I really like to create beauty. I like to create art. I like to create things that people really enjoy. So whatever I'm doing, whether I'm making a meal or making a drink or, um, designing a party or, or um, creating a space at home or that I really enjoy. I really love aesthetic and I really love atmosphere. And I have an eye for that. And I certainly have an eye for producing events and um, and what it takes to kind of make spaces beautiful and, and, and make them warm and inviting and, and create these safe, sacred spaces for people to have transformation. So what, it, what occurred to me through the creation of my birthday party is that was a co-creation and I had some help. But we pulled it together so well, and I learned not only how to work with a team and uh, work with a shared vision, but I also learned that it's that's my highest excitement. It's actually my highest excitement to create these experiences. I love when people are happy. I love making people happy. I love giving them the experiences uh, that really wow them and allow them to express themselves and be free. 
And so, you know, we did have a birthday party and there was some, some, uh, there was a DJ, there was dancing, there was music, there was a little bit of alcohol and there was, uh, people were maybe taking some other stuff too. And then there was the uh, music around the fire and that was all great. And we could do that, you know, every weekend, but what we evolved into with the next event that we planned was a very intentional experiment to journey together, to uh, use uh, sacred plant medicine, to actually um, go into an, um, a self-expressed way of, of celebrating ourselves, celebrating life, and allowing that natural creativity to come out of us in a healthy way, in a way where where. I felt I'll speak for myself because I can only really experience, um, you know, have my own experience. And what I was experiencing was myself operating at an extremely high creative level and being tapped into a field uh, where there was pure creative potential available and ideas were just coming down one after another. And, you know, the more I collaborated with the people around me, the more we created music and sounds together, the more we moved together and danced together. Um, drawing upon the styles of contact improv and ecstatic dance and freestyle. And uh, it was really amazing. It was, it was, it was really cool what we had created. We tapped into a realm that I can only really describe as 5d. Um, a lot of people call it 5d consciousness um, opposed to 3d, which is kind of the, the, the matrix type world that we live in where everything we observe is through our five senses. And so that's, in alchemy, that's what we call the fixed. That's the that's the matrix. That's the basic world that everyone is used to. And they say, you know, in, in my previous podcast, we, we talked about the belief that there's a way things are. And people want to agree. They have this collective agreement that there's a way things are. So if there's a way things are, then, then that's the 3D world and that's the fixed. And alchemists don't settle for the fixed. We decide that we will create our own realities and we, we're bold enough to do it. And so we challenge the mainstream accepted beliefs and we start to create what we envision. So this, this takes the quality of being a visionary. It really does. You have to envision something that hasn't been created and you have to endeavor and you have to be bold enough to say that this could, this could come into being. This could actually be a possibility. Let's attempt this. And so we attempted this uh, this event, bringing together a small group of people who are committed to not only their own transformation, but ex exploration of who they are in this 5D realm. Who are we when we're not the identity? Who are we when we're not self-conscious? Who are we when we're allowing creativity to just flow freely through our bodies and express in whatever uh, way, shape, or form that takes? I was very open to letting... Um, the divine or whatever that that uh, that energy is expressed through me and here's the thing like i don't get bogged down with religious ideas of what spirituality is i don't care i am um you know i got an inspired idea um actually on a, when i was taking medicine at a different party that um that a friend in our community created and i got an inspired idea for a business and that idea came to me as the name ceremonially and it's it's a combination of two words ceremony which is a tradition or ritual and anomaly which is something that can't be explained and so ceremonially is this is this new idea and it's a new company and and a new movement that we want to create and i've i've i found um, a new ally he's not a new ally he's an old he's a friend that i've had here in, in the community but we've really been able to step into our higher selves and become allies and become partners in creating new events 
that will give people the experience to be who they are. And I think this is one of the most valuable contributions that I can make in the world. Because when everyone else is running around trying to find out who they are and what their purpose is, and it gets kind of cliche at some point, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for myself, I want to find my purpose. And it's ironic because, you know, I won't reveal who, who the two people were, but there were two people um, that, that I was familiar with here in town. One of them is working with me. Um, directly one on one, and another was we became friends, and he was uh, he was just visiting from the states, and um, he's already traveling back to the states now. But what happened was uh, these these two individuals wanted to have an experience, and they asked me to produce an event, and I agreed. I said yes, and that was that was probably the biggest step for me to put things into motion was it, I, it was to get to get the request and then to actually act on the request and just say yes yes to something bigger flowing through me so what was flowing through me was I, w- I already knew I could produce events quickly and easily and I could co-create with other creative beings and we could pull something together in a relatively short amount of time so I didn't have much time to produce this event but it was my highest excitement again I got the call to create something and bring people together and create experiences and that was my highest excitement so I went with it. I dropped everything. I do have um, a client list right now, but you know I work with them uh, throughout the week at different times, and it you know it doesn't take up all my time, so I have free time, and I've got money, and I can I can play, and I can I can create, and this is what it means to be a creator. You you act upon these these inspired nudges, and I decided to create this event, and the theme that I received was awaken your divine life mission. And ironically, it wasn't about, you know, some kind of like old, old paradigm exploration of, you know, um, going through the list of all the things you, you like and trying to, trying to pinpoint which one you're going to do for a living. What we did instead was we journeyed with a very sacred uh, combination um, of medicine. And what we did, it wasn't a combination, but it was the way I mixed the two different elements. And I, I don't want to reveal my, my, my recipe, but uh, what we produced was um, access into what's called 5D or fifth dimension consciousness. And in that space of consciousness, we didn't have to, I didn't have to show these two people um, what their career would be in the future. I didn't have to... Um, we didn't have to go into any kind of linear talks about you know how this would take place. We just had to open up to be ourselves, and we just had to open up to you know really experience ourselves in this place of joy, in this place of freedom, in this place of love, and then just really like like let the downloads start coming in. Downloads are something interesting. Some people think they come from above and like come through your sh- your crown chakra and 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 install into you or something like that. That's what people may think of a download as. I think of it as something that's always been there. It's always been right in your realm. You just it, there was just a slight fog between you and it. You just didn't quite have the vision to see it. I call that heart vision. You know, the the thing that actually helps you see your true vision is the heart. You're seeing through the heart. The the Little Prince, it's funny, the author of The Little Prince was inspired by his time in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. And the, one of the famous quotes from The Little Prince is, it is with the heart that one sees rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. So think about that for a second. It's with the heart that one sees rightly. 
So what we what we see with the heart, what we see through the eyes of love, what we pursue in in those inspired moments is really what we want to create. It's it's what we want to contribute. So when you ask yourself, you know, what's my contribution to the whole? You just have to ask yourself, well, what, what's my joy? What's my bliss? What would I love to do? Like what? How would I love to offer my contribution? What form would that take? I believe we're all artists, and my premise is always that we are all artists. And we all have some form of art to share with the world. And whatever form that takes is going to be such a beautiful expression because it's the divine expressing through you. Each one of us is a small piece of the mosaic making up this larger puzzle. And we need everyone. And, you know, one of the inspired things that came through during the journey that we all took together was I said it in a moment and everyone laughed because it was, they, I think it resonated. I said, be you because we need you. So I really want to repeat that just so you get that. Be you because we need you. There's no one like you and there, there's, there's never going to be. You are a unique person and the gifts and skills and talents that you have that you've developed or can develop, have the potential to develop and offer this world in a spirit of service and through, through the channel of love is going to be epic. And I've already created one event and we just, we completely shifted as individuals. We stepped up into our creative selves, our higher selves. We stepped into our kingship. We stepped into our receivership. We are allowing ourselves to be empowered. We are allowing ourselves to be supported. We are allowing everything to come together. We have everything we need right now. All the resources are around us. The universe is at our beck and call. We are creating what we envision. And in the 5D reality, the ideas we receive can be put into motion right away. It's almost like you can, it's like instant manifestation because you're, you're already creating on the level of thought that manifests immediately on the physical plane because there's, there's no, there's no blocks. Like you, it, it's so clean. You get the vision, you, you have the imagination and you start sending out those those thoughts and feelings into the universe that start turning wheels and get the universe to move in your favor. And it starts to move towards you. And this vision that you can imagine that you're feeling on this level, it starts to move toward you because there's no resistance to it, right? One of the things about um, the particular medicine that we use is that it works on the subconscious mind. It works to clear those old programs away and those old beliefs away. And so as you're releasing these old beliefs and these old programs, you're opening up to new realms of, of possibility and imagination. And I think that's why you know more people need to experience some kind of psychedelic activity because you know Steve Jobs famously said, I think everyone should take LSD once in their life. And it changed his whole life. It, it made him into a tech entrepreneur, a, a wildly successful um, innovator and entrepreneur and inventor. And all because he opened his mind with a psychedelic. So things like um, psych uh, psilocybin, you know, mag medicinal magic mushrooms, you may know them as. Um, things like this is, is, this is one of my favorite plants to work with. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is that not only is it natural and it comes from the earth, but it actually opens you up. It's it's um it's it's opening up your natural intelligence and it's opening up your natural creativity and it's it's exposing you to possibilities in the universe that you may not have been aware of, and then it gives you some insight into 
you know, your own creative genius and you can begin expressing and creating on a very high level. And you can take the interesting thing about ac accessing the 5D realm is that you can, any insights you get in that realm, any creative, creative ideas that you get in that realm, you can take that back down into the 3D with you and you can begin creating those ideas. So what we're attempting to do is we're attempting to take more people into this realm and give them the experience of themselves as, as pure creative beings and help them bring and anchor that consciousness back into the 3D so that we're not living in a matrix-like world where people go to work and they're miserable and they, had, they, they put their suit and tie on and drag themselves to work each day. You know, it, one of my favorite, I've, it's funny, you know, the theme of our, of our event was freedom. And uh, one of the women that I, that I had uh, working with us as, as one of the co-facilitators calls herself freedom. And one of the music, musicians that I, that I had um, supporting us as well, he made a hat that, that had the word free, freedom written on it. And so this theme of freedom just kept coming up. And, you know, the thing about um, one of the movies that I remember watching when I was growing up was Point Break. And it was, you know, it was, it was that bank robber surfer movie. And, you know, Patrick Swayze famously says in that movie, he's uh, they're talking about, you know, the people that he says, you know, you know, those dead souls that are inching along in their metal coffins on the way to jobs that they hate. Like, that's not a living. That's a dying. And I really agree with that. You know, they, they there are dead souls in those metal coffins on the highways in big cities all around the world and people are dragging themselves to jobs they don't like making making a living because they think they have to pay their bills and be a responsible adult but it's a dying they're not really alive they're not their 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 creative energy is not being expressed their souls are not alive and they're just they're just living a human existence thinking that that's what life is and they're stuck to the agreement that this is how life has to be. But I'm telling you that it doesn't. And I ventured to live outside of that realm, that 3D existence where things are fixed and this is how it is. And you have to just eke out an existence and, and wait till retirement and then hope you don't get sick and, and hope you have enough money left over before you die. And, you know, it's just a miserable way to live. And as we start upgrading our energy and upgrading our intellect and upgrading our intuitive capacity we start to realize that we're unlimited beings and you know that's easy for me to say well it's very easy for me to say because i actually experience being unlimited all the time but it's maybe it's not easy for you to receive that maybe maybe i say that and you're saying well yeah but what does that even mean like you know maybe you're living through a belief system that is giving you an experience of a quite limited reality so my suggestion to that is just begin to question what you do believe and where these beliefs came from who put them there when did you decide that you know if you if you go to give yourself a great experience like a vacation for example and then you tell yourself that you know you don't deserve it or it, it's not time or that you you need to save up for it and um you have all kinds of conditions for, for giving yourself a, a luxury, then begin to explore that. You know, what's underneath that? What's underneath, you know, the conditions that you give yourself? One of the premises, and I use a lot of premises, and I'll begin to share them strategically throughout these, these podcasts. And if you're really listening and paying attention, these are the gems. Um, and you'll have to listen. I mean, that, that's the thing is like, 
people's attention span is so short these days. And most of my podcasts are about an hour now since I started. And, you know, you actually have to listen to the whole thing if you want to hear the gems. If you just tune in for 10, 15 minutes, you just want the sound bites, you just want the little nuggets of wisdom to write down in your journal, and you think you can piece it all together and and make it all make sense, then that's fine. But humans, humans really learn things through story. And they learn things through experience. And sometimes it's, you know, when I've said in other podcasts, like when I speak from my life, you'll, you'll, it'll speak to your life. When I speak from my experience, it'll, it'll help you understand your own experience. So I'm just giving you little nuggets of like how I'm, you know, part of this, uh, the theme of this, this whole podcast, not just this episode, but kind of the, um, the overarching theme, um, the tagline, I suppose, is that your true nature is always calling you home. And you can't escape it. I mean, you can try. Look, you can go out and do anything with your life, and it may not even be fun, and you may not even enjoy it. But your true nature will begin to call you home. And that calling is a call for a more fulfilled life, a full life, a life where you're free, a life where you get to play, a life where you are this expressive person and you are yourself actualized. You know, you're taking inspired action and you're living a life that isn't in alignment with your being. Your being just wants to be. And you're just busy doing, thinking if I just do enough, then I'll, I'll get to be who I am. And it's just not true. Like if you if you get the idea, if you understand that coming back, you know, spending some time being, right? Going back to just being, which means sitting still sometimes. It means just sitting with yourself, getting to know your own heart, listening to your own heart. You know, one of, I'm going to recently, um, recently I've been putting some finishing touches on a, on a very short, it's possibly going to be an ebook. I've been putting the finishing touches on, on a little ebook or a little, a little manual that I'm going to put out called the eight secrets of the heart. And one of the secrets of the heart is ask, don't tell. And that's the heart kind of communicating its wisdom. Ask, don't tell. So ask the heart what it wants. Don't tell your subconscious mind or your, your, your heart, you know, what you think you want and, and expect it to do your bidding, right? The heart wants you to create a relationship to it and it wants to be heard, right? So maybe you can try asking your heart, what do you want? What would make me happy? What would I love to do? What would I love to create? What would I love to contribute? And then just be like, sit, sit long enough, sit in stillness long enough to actually listen to that answer and spend some time in that question. You know, really, you're not in growth if you're not in the question. You really need to be in the question to be in growth. And so many people want the answers, but they're not willing to ask the questions, the deep questions, the big questions. You know, and part of part of what I do in coaching that I'm very good at is asking the big questions. And sometimes, you know, I had a call today with a client and I asked a big question and it must have paused him for what, you know, what seemed like five minutes. But when he came back with his answer, it was sharp. It was well thought out. It was he really had to dig deep to get that answer. And that stops the rational mind in its tracks. And it allows someone to really go into their intuitive awareness and go into that heart centered intelligence and begin to draw upon that beingness that just wants to come out and be expressed. So every this person that I'm speaking of is an artist. And, you know, he has 
no trouble expressing himself, but it's the quality of the expression that we're speaking of. And I think everyone gets real fulfillment and real joy, real self-actualization when they're able to express themselves fully in a natural and joyful way. So if we can each find joyful expression, I think we will have a world of people that are happy, that are joyous, that are peaceful. And, you know, that's the opposite of people that are miserable and violent and aggressive. You know, we've got a world that, you know, I don't watch the news and and that's that's very deliberate. So I, you know, that stuff's not filling my head all the time, but I'm I'm aware that there's a lot of conflict in the world right now. And there's a lot of people that just don't understand one another and are battling each other and making each other wrong and fighting one another. And it's causing all kinds of strife. And, you know, it's funny because I'd recommended my client to go and watch the movie, The Reality of Truth on YouTube. It's a free documentary. Um, it's it, it's based on, you know, I actually met one of the, one of the people who financed the film, um, and who who has a, a starring part in the, in the film, a guy named Gerard Powell. He goes by Jerry Powell with a G. And Jerry is 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 one of those people. Um, you know, he he really like this this film, Reality of Truth. I mean, this is all about really coming back into like full expression. And you know, they they speak openly of plant medicines and how plant medicines really help us kind of tap into that field. And this is, you know, this is really um, the the idea here is like, can we stop the conflict in the world by just becoming ourselves? Um, in the beginning of the film, uh, the the documentarian, I get the guy who's who's filming it, uh, who who's kind of funding and filming it. His his name is Mike Zappelin. He goes by Zappy Zappelin, and Mike it, Mike Zappelin is interviewing Deepak Chopra and. Um, in, in the beginning of the film, and he and he says, you know, what are we going to do about all this conflict in the world, Deepak? And Deepak says, we throw a party, and we we have them all drink the tea. And he's referring to mushroom tea. And it's it's interesting because this party that we had just recently was um, was was experimenting with the mushroom tea. And you know, this was the kind of party that allowed people to open up uh, their 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 talents and skills and abilities, and and really like create this uh this this artist circle this 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 collective of 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 expression and it's it was it was such an inspiring place to be it was it was somewhere where we felt so aligned with our being and that expressive creative nature that we all are that our true nature really just wants to open itself and and flower like our like our consciousness wants to flower our expressive nature wants to find some kind of outward expression i mean this is you know, our Khalil Gibran famously said that your work is love made manifest. So if you, your whole life will change when you resonate with the vibration of love, when you put all your, your, your energy and attention on feeling the love that's already inside of you, you can't help but express in a different way. You, you'll, you'll depart from this old martyr thinking, this trying to be good enough, trying to be right, trying to look good, and you'll create what you love. And when you create what you love, you're on a totally different frequency. And if your work is, your, is love made manifest, what would that look like? What would the possibilities be if, you, if your work was, was love made manifest? What would that look like? What form would it take? What shape would it take? 
So it's going to look different for you than it would for me. I just happen to have this interesting background where I've done all kinds of things from, I worked in nightclubs from Spain to Miami to, to Washington, DC to LA. And, um, I've done all kinds of different things in my life. And, and, you know, now, now that I'm in the transformational field, I happen to, to be the, doing these transformational parties now. And, uh, and, and I'm drawing in all my spiritual teachings and all my mantra work and all, you know, aspects of, of, of yoga and aspects of energy healing. And, um, it's just an amazing combination of things. I'm using my breath work training and we're using ecstatic dance to kind of get into our bodies and, all of these tools are being used so that we can open up a new portal, a new portal where we get to play as the creative beings that we are. And from this place, we are in a solution-based consciousness. We are in a creative orientation where we can draw upon the unlimited supply, the infinite supply, where all the resources we need are available and instant manifestation can occur. Uh, collaboration and cooperation are the, is the name of the game. And this old model of uh, competition just goes out the door. It just simply goes out the door. There's no such thing as competition when you believe in an infinite supply. And if you go into the 5D, you will understand that there is an infinite supply. There's no lack. It's an illusion. The, 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 the whole idea of lack and scarcity is an illusion. And, and, uh, it's interesting. It's 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 a persistent one, as Albert Einstein would say, right? So, um, you know, reality is a is a persistent illusion, and people have a hard time stepping away from it because uh, it's so persistent. It's all they've ever known. So, how would they know anything different? So, Deepak was right. What do we do? We make a party and we invite people into it and we drink the tea and we create these epic experiences in exotic places and we invite more people into these experiences who are ready to up-level their energy, step into an open-minded uh, state, expand their consciousness, grow their potential, and live as these pure creative beings instead of living vicariously through others and through TV. You know, recently I put out a question on Facebook and I asked what would entertainment look like if we didn't have to replay the same human dramas over and over and I got some interesting responses one of my friends uh, Molly said it'd probably be just an expansion of like we'd, we'd be reporting on our daily creations and all our high-level activity and we'd be sharing all our new skills and and talents and performances and and that was like the coolest answer I thought because she was tapping into her imagination she's obviously someone she's she's uh, this woman is someone in, in our community here of creative beings and so she's used to being around creators she's used to being around artists and so that art for her that was an easy answer but for some people that are kind of stuck in the old old paradigm they're, they they think that drama is somehow entertaining. So watching human dramas play out, and I, you know which dramas I'm talking about, the miserable ones where people are abusing each other and hurting each other, and there's all this heartbreak and upset and, and you know, cheating and killing and, and, and deceiving and um, all of these things that, that people call drama. Um, you know, what if, what if that wasn't our our choice anymore? What if that wasn't our preference anymore? What if Hollywood screenwriters had to shift out of, out of making this drivel so that we could start to consume high level, high conscious, high vibration entertainment made by people that 
are on a different vibration that are that are that are they're the future they're the creators they're the innovators they're the they're the influencers the real influencers influencing people to live at a higher level and not stoop to the level of of just just taking you know consuming um lust greed power sex all those lower vibrational things that come from lower chakra activity when you expand into the heart which is what my work is all about it's opening the heart it's expanding in, at the level of the heart chakra when you see with your heart vision right it's with the with the heart that one sees rightly you begin to see infinite possibilities for yourself for life for the planet for others and I'm telling you, when you touch that space of love inside of you, all you'll want for yourself and others is love, abundance, health, wealth. I mean, it's 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 inevitable that you know when once you live at this level where you're provided for, how could you not want that for everybody? If you believed in an infinite supply where everyone had enough, why why would you need to protect what you have? It, it would you would be naturally generous because you know you come from an infinite supply. So these are some new ideas, and I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe they are for you. Um, these are quite new, uh, quite, quite um, uh, established for me because I've been inoculating myself with, with uh, new thought teachings for the last ten years. So at this point in my life, I'm living in a higher level because I've chosen to reprogram my mind, and I did that very intentionally and deliberately and repetitively over time. And if you will start to reprogram your mind and listen to things like this and listen to other people that are speaking truth into you and little by little, it'll take root. You know, we do have to clean out our subconscious um, and we do have to start to get those old programs out of there. But I, I want to offer you this. My spiritual teacher once said that you know, we, I talk a lot about success and, and, you know, my original company name is spiritual success. And one of the quotes I'm going to offer you is this. You are not successful until you do what you love and love what you do. So that might sound very simple and that might even sound cliche. But do you do what you love and do you love what you do? I can say that I, that, that is a true statement for me. Every day I wake up, I do what I love and I love what I do. And I would do it for free. In fact, the first event that I threw uh, just this past weekend, I actually took a loss for, you know, I, I, it cost me more to produce than I took in. And that's okay, because that was the first of many events. And, and it birthed the potential for high-end parties where the, the where there it's actually a high ticket price because we really want to be exclusive about who we're letting into this circle. We're creating a sacred experience, a sacred circle, a sacred ceremony. And the key word is sacred, if you haven't picked up on that. And what kind of people would come into a sacred circle? People that are respectful, people that are high vibrational, people that are intentional, people that are conscious, people that think more about contribution than taking, right? So if we put a high ticket price on this experience, then we're only allowing the people who want to invest in their own transformation who want to invest in imagination and exploring their own potentiality and possibility and what it's like to co-create in a 5d playground together so this is the vision we're coming up with epic places all over the world um, from asia to central america to south america to europe and the mediterranean um, there's really this there's really no stopping this idea um, 
Deepak himself asked for it. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if that was in the back of my mind when, when I started creating these events, but now that it, I had this, uh, synchronistic, I had this kind of, uh, little, little inspired thought to, to recommend the movie to one of my clients today. And then I thought, well, let me just go back and watch the first few minutes and remind myself what, you know, what, what it is that I was recommending. I know it's a good film, but it's funny. Cause that's the quote that I, that I, that I listened until I heard that. And then I, that I stopped the film and that's really what it's about. That's I, I have found that, that my biggest joy right now, my contribution that I'm making in the world is to create experiences for people to be who they are. And that is, that is, that is more inspiring to me than coaching because coaching, I can help people one-on-one and I can help them change their lives. No doubt. But what I'm doing right now and this is actually part of my bigger vision. I do a lot of intuitive work. So I, I outline my entire vision and all the different choices that I'm making. I've got different, you know, I've got the, the kind of home I want to live in. I'm kind of the relationship I'm calling in, the, the tribe and the friends that I'm calling in. Um, and the thing with the tribe right now, I'm calling in a group, a tribe of people that want to collaborate and co-create these these similar experiences, who want to live this luxurious, adventurous lifestyle and create these experiences so that people can can be who they are, can they they can be self-expressed, they can bring out their inner artist, they can literally let their soul play in this reality, in this physical reality. And we can we can go from 3D into 5D. And when enough conscious beings travel into the 5D and gain these experiences and have these insights and and take away the veil, pull the veil back and experience ourselves as we're truly meant to be, divine, unlimited, capable, powerful, whole, complete, strong, loving, generous, kind. We can truly change the world. We will change the world. We are changing the world with each one of us that wakes up and takes our place and starts to affirm that this is a possibility. This is this can this can be a new reality. This can we can change the way things are. We can absolutely change the way things are. We can write a new script. We can absolutely write a new script. We are that powerful. So as enough people evolve their consciousness and choose to live at a higher vibration and regulate their emotions through daily meditation and focused intention on their heart center and creating what they love, we will change the world. So Gandhi said, be the change you want to see the in the world. I say, be the love that you want to see in the world. Be the love that you want to see in the world. Create what you love. Let yourself be inspired by what you love. One of the premises we use in my coaching work is that creating, creating is about receiving your heart. And allowing yourself to express what's in your heart. So this is a bold move, my friend. Will you allow yourself to receive your heart? And will you allow yourself to express what's in your heart? So you can keep living vicariously through me or through anyone else who's out there living their dream. But what's stopping you? What is stopping you from pursuing that passion that's inside of you, that inner calling that keeps saying to step out of the life that you're living and start living your truth. This is, this is, you're the only person that can make that decision. So I'm here to call you out so that you will answer your calling and be the love that you want to see in the world and make the contribution to the whole because we need you to be you. No one else can be you fully. And until you're living your full life, 
you're like Patrick Swayze said in Point Break. You're just one of those dead souls inching along in their coffins, in the metal coffins on, on the way to a job you hate. So if that's the reality that you want for yourself, then keep doing it. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you from from afar. And I'm going to keep living my my version of, of, of reality, my truth. And it doesn't have to be your truth. But if this excites you, and, you know, if, if what I'm saying resonates, um, I'd inspire you to reach out and um, you know tell me what you're inspired by. Tell me what what you're what drives you and what you'd love to create. I'm creating a tribe of people that are going to create epic experiences all around the planet, calling in creative geniuses that want to play in this 5D reality, that want to bring the 5D down to this 3D and and really change the system, change the whole way we operate. And so. This is this is what we're calling in. Um, I'm assembling a tribe and a team, and, and we're calling in talented people to uh, create these experiences and to put on these these um, mini conscious festivals that are uh, highly curated and uh, quite exclusive because it's going to need to be like that so, so that we can maintain the integrity of the transformational structure because transformation does happen within a structure and that structure must have integrity so we are high level high vibrational beings committed to transformation and living consciously and living deliberately and intentionally and we do this by clearing out old programs and lower emotions and and shedding the identity that causes us to react and be a slave to our emotional reactions we're learning how to interact with each other through conscious and compassionate communication resolving our differences and staying in a solution-based consciousness so if you can if you can vibe with that, if that makes sense to you, if, if you're thinking like, yeah, I mean, that's just self-evident. Why wouldn't we live like that? Well, that's what I say. Why wouldn't we live like that? Why are we killing each other? Why are we struggling? Why are we striving? You know, why are we why are we competing? Who said that that's how it has to be? When did you agree to that? And what's keeping you from from breaking that agreement? So I say stand up for what's true for you. Follow your truth. Listen to your truth. Be still long enough to know your truth, listen to your heart, receive your heart, and have the balls to follow your truth and to express what's in your heart. So wherever you are in your life, accept where you are. You can't fight where you are. You can't, you can't fight reality, and you don't need to fight reality. Just release what no longer serves you and step into what is true for you. So that's all I've got for today. This is uh, an inspired podcast. This is the Heart Vision Podcast, inspiring you to live your heart's vision. Your true nature is always calling you home. So if you're ready to answer that call, then line up, line up, get in, get in line to, to live in this inspired way. You know, start looking around for your tribe. You know, maybe you've resonated with this and you want to see what we're up to down in Guatemala. I'll also be um, in Thailand, probably in um, the end of January and then you know, we'll be doing epic things in, in Europe later on. I would encourage you to reach out. Um, you can always find me on Facebook, Heart Vision Coaching or Tristan S. Montoya on Facebook. Uh, you can also email me at spiritualsuccesscoach at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram, Art of Allowance, at Art of Allowance. So I hope you reach out. hope we connect. I hope you share with me your inspired vision and let me know what resonated with you from this episode. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to answer any questions you have. And you can always send in questions to the email or get me through a messenger on Facebook. Or if you're on the Anchor app, which, I, which is the platform I use for this podcast, you can also type in your questions right here through the app. 
So that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.